heading into last year, Hayden Winks, the world was out on James Conner, like a minimum contract he signed with Arizona. Fast forward a few months later, give or take 18 touchdowns on the field. And now Conner is back with the Cardinals. Three years, $21 million, 13 and a half million, fully guaranteed. Question for you, Hayden. Is it even possible to be too high, too high on the potential that Connor has this year? I'm going to try to be too high on it, (laughs) and it is getting ridiculous. I'm going to wait to where I have him ranked, but I just want to talk about, I mean, the money. Like, I think he's going to be the biggest winner of free agency, period. Like, we just stopped making these videos. He's going to be the biggest riser. Uh, Previously, he was being drafted 93rd overall in fantasy. He was coming off. Uh, a season where he was 20th overall and better in best ball points per game over the last 10 weeks of the season when Chase Edmonds was missing some time. He was the RB2, RB2 overall. Now, you mentioned the touchdowns. He scored way more touchdowns than we should expect. He's probably going to regress. So I'm not expecting these like elite, elite numbers. But Chase Edmonds out of the way. They have Eno Benjamin. They committed to him for multiple years. He got guaranteed money into the second year. He is their guy. He was a priority because they do not have that much money. It was Zach Ertz and and James Conner as their priority players this uh, free agency period. They got them both under. We should obviously be buying very, very heavily. couple notes. They clearly chose James Conner over Chase Edmonds. The money was slightly larger. The guarantees go to the second season. There's three years instead of two years, at least on paper. And if we we if we rewind back to like last year we can kind of like understand why a little bit because they opened the season together you know we talked about it on the video we can go check out with Edmonds he was the in between the 20s player like he was the one that was hopefully creating big plays on drives that sustain then James Conner comes in and you know inside the red zone and I'll throw up these numbers right now 41 attempts he had carries inside the 20 yard line resulting in 15 touchdowns, 28 carries inside the 10 yard line, resulting in 12 touchdowns. That was his role like for a long time that gave him, you know, 18 carries, 16 carries in some games. Then you fast forward, like you mentioned to when Chase Edmonds departed the lineup, 21 carries, 21 carries to go along with six targets, 13 carries to go along with nine targets. Like this was his audition to becoming once again, a feature back, a lead back like he was during his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as you outlined, he aced it. And there's a reason why with so little money that the Cardinals had this offseason, with so many needs, especially surrounding Kyler with more talent, they prioritize on day one, bringing James Conner back. Just looking back at that stretch after Chase Edmonds left, these are his, his expected half PPR point, which is what my model says, how many points the average player in an average offense would score based off of how many times he touches the ball. 20.5, 9.1, 23.1, 17.6, 21.6. I mean, he's going to have RB1 usage. Remember when we were drafting Kenyon Drake as a top uh, like 15 player? Like, Are we not going to be doing the same exact thing here? Obviously, every single running back, including James Conner, has injury risk. He's definitely going to be a boom bust pick, but like, where do you think he should be drafted? I'm going to throw out a couple names before I debut my rankings. Okay. Would you rather have James Connor or David Montgomery? James Connor, James Connor or cam acres, man, that one is so tough. If, if it's the cam acres 
that we saw in the playoffs who looked like a step and a half slow, wasn't as explosive as before than James Conner. But I, I will probably lean in that regard, Hayden, because of the offense and the belief in it. K-Makers. So we are in the right area. I have James Conner ranked 23rd overall, right next to Saquon Barkley, right next to Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, uh, right ahead of David Montgomery, that type of range. Kind of like that boom-bust RB2. I think that he has some room for upside. Obviously, there's some downside risk, but this offense plays so fast. As long as Kyler Murray doesn't freak out with the contract and goes plays for the Oakland A's, uh, I think that we should be set with what the offense is going to be bringing and I think that he can handle a three-down workload. Even if even if that's 12 games of this three-down workload, but those are going to be some sweet, sweet uh, games. So I think I'm going to take on some of the risk. I'm very curious to see where he settles in. I can see it all the way up to like 14th overall, where we were drafting Kenyon Drake a couple years ago, because that's where he finished and played like at stretches last year. Or I can see the haters tripling down against <laughs> James Conner as they did last year and as they did this offseason, ranking him 93rd overall, and everyone's going to be out on him. He's still young enough. He's in his prime. They gave him the money. The offense is good. I'm going to be buying. Yep. Once again, great call by you heading into last year. And I do want to rewind because I think a lot of people are saying, well, you're buying him at his at his peak of what he showed last year. And I still don't think that's the case. I'm going to pull up the ADPs here on underdog he's going right now and you can draft right now on underdog fantasy app desktop wherever we match your first deposit up to 100 he's going as a running back 29 okay around the range of where leonard fournette damian harris aj Dillon, ceh behind the likes of josh jacobs michael carter devin singletary way behind those names that is still a discount compared to the running back seven overall and fantasy points per game last year, when you also need to consider in many of those games, he was splitting the backfield. I understand from a storyline perspective, if you had concerns about James Conner heading into 2021, but we have wiped away a back that was going to get 40 to 50% of a lot of that volume. I don't think that the Cardinals now go back to, oh, we have a running back one and we have a running back two and they keep the same roles that they did. To me, if James Conner lasts and he is healthy, then he is going to have a bigger workload than he had last season to go along with, again, maintaining that inside the 20, inside the 10. Will that efficiency probably go away a little bit? Yes, 100%. But is the role still going to be there? Definitely. Yeah, I, I view him as an RB2 with RB1 upside, elite RB1 upside. Uh, I want to throw out just the other name, Eno Benjamin, just because Chase Edmonds leaves. Eno Benjamin, in theory, can kind of play and do some of the similar things as Chase Edmonds. I don't think he's as explosive as a player, but I do think now that we have some clarity on what this depth chart's looking, it's going to be James Conner for most of the downs, probably some Eno Benjamin, and maybe they spend a pick, a late-round pick, to kind of round out this room. But I, I do think that the Cardinals have much bigger issues than running back. And I don't think they're going to spend a high end pick on one of these. I think that James Conner's projection right now looks pretty safe to me. This team does not have very much money. This is one of the teams that's right at the cap uh, and they have offensive line issues. They Who's their number three wide receiver. They have defensive issues, both at edge rusher and in the secondary. So this team has bigger priorities than, than adjusting the running back situation. I think that, the only thing that can bring this all down besides an injury to James Conner is the Kyler Murray contract stuff. But that is, yeah. we got months to figure that stuff out. And I think ultimately they're going to come uh, to an agreement. 
Final note, you mentioned what upside could potentially still be there. It's untapped in the pass catching game. Just looking at his game logs through week week eight, his highs of targets were one, two, one, and one. He had zero in four contests. Then you go into when he was, you know, the number one back in the team when Chase Edmonds goes down, five targets, four targets, six targets, two targets, nine targets, closes out with six targets as well. Talk to me. I mean, just adding that volume in an area that equals fantasy points to go along with a touchdown score. Again, it seems like based on the rebound, the rejuvenation that he found in his career, people are going to say that, oh, this is the running back dead zone. Oh, this is you buying him at his peak of what he showed last year. What we are considering is a player who's going to be out there for 17 games and now is going to have an even bigger workload after already shocking the people out there. Biggest winner free agency. Lock it up. Love that. All right. Appreciate you all tuning in. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe button down below. Every single big free agent trade acquisition, what have you in this window, we are here with videos for all of you. For Hayden, I'm Josh. See you in the next one.